0: I've always thought Ocon is a bit of a dark horse, and stick him in a in a good car, kill it.
1: The silence. <laughs> no, I don't know. <laughs> Do you know I don't
2: know anything about Ocon.
0: Yes, yes, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Welcome back to the Pit Stop Podcast, ladies and gents. We have just had the Monaco Grand Prix, mm-hmm. and today's a special episode because we're joined by a guest. But we're just gonna have a casual conversation.
2: Yeah, it's a special audio only episode off the back of the Monaco Grand Prix. Who are we joined
1: by today, Jake?
2: We've got Matt Murray Downing with us. Hello, Hello my boys. friend.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Let's go. So, Matt, how are you? I'm good, thanks, Matt. It's good to be back here
0: again. <laughs> I know. On the sofa, sun shining outside. We need to get out to be fair. Yeah, we
2: definitely will go out after this, though. This is our after race review.
0: Yeah, this is our, I want to say post race analysis, but I don't know how much
2: analysis we're going to be after to we've got the race. I've <laughs> actually <laughs>
0: analysed. But um, we've got a bit of a specialist here because Matt, if you guys didn't know, we had Matt on the pod before.
1: Mm-hmm. He yep. was the, you were the physio for Owasa yep. in F2. But now what are you doing? So now a bit of a mix. I'm now looking after uh, two riders with the Cati PBM Motorsport in British Superbikes, and then also doing a little bit of work with McLaren now on a new project they're doing, which is called the Trophy Cup Series. So a few different motorsports projects alongside some clinics in London. So yeah, nice little mix of motorsport bits. That's nice with McLaren.
2: And we spoke about the TT in the
1: last episode on the pod. Yeah, the Isle of Man TT.
2: Yeah, we still very much want to go to that. But you were just saying that you... Well, your guy is might be doing it.
1: Yeah. So, so Glenn is one of my riders that I look after. Glenn Irwin. So he uh, just come back from a win uh, last week over in uh, the Northwest 200, which is the Irish equivalent of the TT. Bit of a warm up for the TT, and then he'll be heading out for the TT race. Yeah. So, it, yeah, he's heading out there. So. G- good chance of seeing him on the podium again with any luck that guy must walk around with his balls in a a wheelbarrow (laughs) because it's
2: it's different gravy how could anyone do that
0: we watched the BBC
2: doc on it and it's just that was the first time I've ever seen the TT
1: yeah it's um it's it's a crazy race and even when you talk amongst the bike racers who are a pretty crazy bunch of guys anyway um they've all got a different level of respect for guys that do the road racing because Mm -hmm. the danger and the, the the consequences of getting it wrong go through the roof
2: is it your first time working in bikes
1: weirdly not so actually pre being a physio i actually grew up around bikes and worked in motorsport in the bike world so okay. I, I i used to work for kawasaki from when i was 13 up to about 22 so all through university so sure. i worked around bikes so weirdly actually going back into the paddock a few faces that I already knew. Um, was that like
0: super bikes or was it still, was it dirt bikes?
1: It was still super bikes, yeah. So um, a few faces that I knew already, but um, yeah, it's good to be back actually. A few familiar faces, but not from a physio performance coaching point of view. Yeah, my first time with, with bikes. Do
2: you sense a danger compared to F2?
1: Definitely. I think I think when it comes to the track stuff, there's definitely, the, the way tracks are designed now, it's definitely um, safer. So, we, we you know, you don't see the deaths. You compare it to a TT where we, we you know, unfortunately, you know, generally we see, you know, some more, some more sinister accidents. But that being said, you know, there's obviously a lot more consequences with bikes when you crash coming hey, off at how, 140. How, how does
2: the TT genuinely like, I know it's amazing and I think it's incredible. I want to go and watch it, but how are they still doing it when people lose their lives like surely in any other sport or anything else that would have been
1: stopped yeah I, I i i don't know too much i think i think from what i've read and what i've learned about the tt is that i think the fact it's a standalone island with their own rules is that i oh, think they get go. away with it because of where where it is uh, okay, and i think amongst sense. the biking community there's a bit of a I'm trying to get, put it into a good perspective here. Maybe a bit of a Monaco Grand Prix kind of haze of magic about yep. it where uh, the, the fans just refuse to to kind of um, you know get rid of it.
0: Is it quite a historic event? Oh, it's hugely. been going on for a long time. Yeah, yeah. see hugely. that's the same with Monaco. Like they they uh, I think they were Brando was saying on the TV, if you introduce a Monaco track these days, it would never ever get past, mate, ever. Like they wouldn't they wouldn't allow no. it. But because it's have it has the longevity and the history.
2: Whilst you say Brando on the TV <clears throat>
0: All credit to Brundle for this weekend He needs a lot of it Brundle, I don't know if you've been keeping up to date with Brundle, like the post, the pre-race stuff, but the guy's on it, man. Yeah, like, through been, the quality sessions, top, like top, the practice top. sessions, he's, oh, my dad's been ringing me like, fucking Brundle is amazing at the minute. He's just got the stats and facts, man.
1: Yeah, I, I saw him interview the uh, the lady photographer. Did you see the couple of Yeah, she went to get his she? Yeah, she went to get
0: your card, I love it. That's jokes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, did you know, lads, this year is the first time in two decades that the F1 have controlled the broadcasting for the Monaco Grand Prix. I, I read that. Because like,
1: Monaco have always had the rights to it, right? Is that right?
2: Yeah, they like, always it? produced it themselves, yeah. pretty much. They had like, their own company. But this year was the first one where F1 right had the rights to produce it.
0: So did you see any change? They had helicopters. Yes, and the shots were amazing. Incredible, yeah. Unreal, unreal shots. Yeah, my dad again was calling me up saying the heli shots were mad and
1: you don't really realize it was only it was funny enough you say that we, we were I was sat down watching it and uh one of the guys I was watching the race with and we suddenly thought and he mentioned the the, the, the shots and we suddenly thought you're right we haven't had these shots you normally have the the kind of wire cam shots mm-hmm. and the, the kind of trackside shots so to get the heli shots were awesome and they followed it really well yeah
2: there's no doubt going into Monaco that a lot of people always think Monaco some people don't like it some people do but from qualifying F2 it was a good weekend Qualifying
0: in F1 was unbelievable. As far as Monaco goes, yeah, there was a, quite yeah. a bit of excitement. I but thought. I
2: wonder whether that was a lot because of the way it was produced. It was produced really well. You have the nice shots of the helicopters. It's nice to look maybe, at. Maybe,
1: maybe. The weather helped. There was a lot of action. Yeah, I think you're right. I think you normally you're going into Monaco, you think, well, actually, quality is the exciting bit. And then from quality, we we can pretty much predict the race. But yeah, I mean, Monaco delivered... The mountains delivered some rain and it yeah for a spanner in the works with with yeah it was great they say it's its
0: it's own sort of little climate don't they monica i think because it has the mountains (laughs) (laughs) did did you
2: know that the team sends someone out like like i don't know whether this is information we should be sharing on the pod as well but we've heard this from someone who works at a team that there is members of f1 teams that go and stand in fields like one mile two mile three mile four miles away to get the rain first to judge how heavy it is and how long it's going to take to come in, so they have people standing really? out around the track. Where did you hear that? I, should I have not said that? I don't
0: know who. who, who
2: told I can't. You? I don't want to name drop the team, but yeah, that is from a team in F one. So if all the teams in F one don't do that yet, then there you go.
0: <laughs> Blimey! Well, before we dive into Monaco, I, I just I caught Ted talking a little bit about uh, the F one movie that's coming out. So they were spilling some names here. I don't know how how you well known this is. Yeah, I've moving. heard about it. I haven't read into it too much, but I've caught wind of it. Yeah. yeah. So Brad was going around. Um, Brad. Brad Pitt. Not Brad Skates. Brad Pitt was going around.
2: <laughs> Brad Skates got the mic. <laughs> <laughs> he was going around uh,
0: Silverstone. He was he was he was going around an F four car, basically learning to to fucking drive it because. I think what they're going to do for the movie so ted was saying basically here i've got my notes here fab's notebook brad pitt and damson idris who i think is a newer actor they're going to be driving for a team called apex racing mm-hmm. so it's like a fictional team called apex racing um and the f1 grid will feature like everyone who's currently in f1 so they're basically going to be cutting between shots of all of the like race footage, real race footage, yeah, yeah. I assume. And then cutting back to like this fake ever gonna put movie it in, yeah. bullshit stuff, which is quite exciting because yeah, Brad and everyone else is actually gonna have to learn how to drive. But the one key thing which I thought was really interesting is that Lewis Hamilton is producing it. I saw he was very heavily involved. Yeah, that's the only mm. bit I'd caught wind of how yeah. involved Hamilton was. Which I think is key because anytime that like Hollywood try and make a movie about something which they don't really know about, it's always gonna be a bit cheesy. Like I think I said this before, if they make, when they make a movie about the music industry, it's always a bit cheesy and not quite key. So I think having Lewis Hamilton there, it will just help and make it more realistic. It's going to be a lot of editing to incorporate that. Because oh. I'm guessing
2: it'll be footage from this, this year. And they said that all the teams have agreed to be in it and all the drivers have agreed to be in it as well. And then they're just going to edit it all together. So I have no idea how that's going to come it's out. It's going to be chaotic. But they've been there filming at the races now. So that, does that that. makes me think, has Brad Pitt and the other guy been walking around in, like, disguise or being filmed in the paddock and stuff?
0: Like, Little have fake, they been
2: there walking around?
0: Because surely they the need the shots of them and there. and glasses, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I don't
1: know. I've got no idea, to be honest, mate.
0: Oh. Well, I'm, I'm <laughs> an exciting
1: one to watch. But, I mean, yeah, but you're, you're absolutely right, though. Because, I mean, the only real close comparison you've got is, like, Rush, right? And some of the more recent films that have done, that. you know, versions yeah, of that. Yeah, we've watched really Rush.
2: Good. That's about... Um, James,
1: James Hunt, Nicky Lauda, Bubbles, Bubbles Horsley,
2: Horsley. Yeah. Yeah. Bubbles Horsley, Harvey <laughs> <Postleway>. Ken Tyrrell.
1: <laughs> what did you
0: think of the of the Max Cooper ad, by the way? Uh, good, really Bumbles. good. Yeah, like yeah,
1: yeah, I enjoyed it. Really, really good. It's, uh, yeah, mate. I, I just, yeah, such easy listening.
0: A bit of a rogue one for us. I don't think a lot of our listeners really knew who Max was. Well, yeah. hopefully some of them did, but yeah,
1: yeah, rogue episode. But. I was saying to Jake earlier, like as a kid, I just. The, the Gumball stuff I was just so obsessed with. Mm. Like, it was just so out there. Like, that rock star appeal of what they were doing. So, like, to hear a little bit of the inside of how we did it is just insane.
2: Yeah. Don't
1: know if you could get away with it these days. And no, time, you just you- wouldn't. You're right. Yeah. I you would never be able to plan an event like that. No. Nah. Jack Doon, by the way, has been yeah. as cool... Called- um stepped up
2: to the calling that we put out we said we want drivers to start coming out when they're pissed off and looking like they're pissed off yeah jack doing looked really pissed off didn't he in the sprint yeah he did he stormed out that i don't know why wait what are you talking about doing when he came out of his car and he was really angry and his dad had to put him away from the cameras and they went upstairs oh,
0: i missed that bit
2: oh yeah i don't know what actually happened but i liked seeing it
0: it's that raw me and jake were talking about this the other day matt we uh, it was in miami um and lando was getting interviewed and george came over and it was after the george and max bit of beef that they had yeah it was in baku or something like that? Yeah, yeah um and there was like a bit of light-hearted banter that went on and it was it was kind of funny and that's we were just saying how
1: that's kind of the loose the loose banter that we like yeah. and want to see more of it in f1 i think it gets stamped out doesn't it i think you're right it's that kind of mix between like having such a pr dominated world where people have to watch everything they say and kind of the the culture now maybe a little bit of mm. you know you're trying not to you know, say things. But you're right, I think it's interesting also is that I know some drivers have spoke quite heavily around, you know, when things get taken out of context, right? So the idea of being able to listen to drivers' mics when they're in the car and, you know, the heat of the moment someone cuts you up and you you swear at them or you call them something, you know, when you get out of the car and you kind of have a laugh about it or whatever, that you'll, you'll put it behind you. But you're right think people want to see a little bit more of it you know it I brings some it. personality to them otherwise it just seems you know and it's also not that realistic <laughs> mm. you know we'd be lying if we weren't in the pit lane and you're hearing drivers you know who think someone's a little bit messy in their driving style or they think you know someone's too aggressive or you know people mm. want i think to see it hear it and understand it
2: yeah, yeah i just think you want it to be as real as you can and i think you see a lot of how i want it to be or how i would love it all to be in f2 because like it's mm. a lot more raw in f2 but then also because we've been following the f2 we need to talk about what happened this weekend because Ollie Behrman got fucked up, basically. Big things like, happened.
0: Ollie got fucked all weekend, which is a shame. He didn't do great in the sprint either. I think he retired I don't even in the know sprint. if
2: people li- watching, like, realize, though, because they didn't talk about it on the TV. They
0: didn't say a word about it. Like, Matt they, didn't know about it.
2: After the red flag in F2, uh, coming up towards the end of the race, basically, they restarted, and only eight of the cars after the safety car, when they restarted, were in the same sector. So it le- left basically Ollie Berman down, the 12 after. Yeah,
0: anyone from like nine down, they were about 45 yeah, seconds behind the rest of the pack. 45
2: seconds behind uh, after one lap, after the restart, which was just...
0: Which is fucked because after the Dewan crash, Victor Martins, he, he ignored the yellow flag in that sector. So he was flying up towards Casino and he nearly hit one of the stewards that was at the back of Dewan's car trying to get it out like nearly fucking hit him, boys it was it was really mm, close yeah he got a time penalty so he it? got a time penalty for that now if they hadn't have messed up that restart Behrman was in 11th would that have meant that he would have got into the points
2: yeah I don't know but it just it's just crazy I, I, the only reason I wanted to raise it is because I, I it wasn't spoken about on tv crafty like when it's not spoken about on tv it's bad.
1: I know yeah absolutely yeah and again you go back to it was an f1 broadcast right exactly Uh, and i I never
2: ever would have even known about that if i wasn't speaking to one of the drivers in f2 about it like uh, that's and and when you know that they're really pissed off about you're thinking like Mm. well should we even talk about this on the pod but we've
0: been talking about f2 a lot so yeah that's what happened this weekend in f2 it's quite exciting for us i think to follow the f2 grid because i don't know a lot of people are saying right now that the f2 is more interesting to watch
1: than the f1 well, you and were, minute, you were and in F2 last
2: Yeah, it is. And you were in F2 last year. Yeah. So who do you think could win it? This year?
1: Do you know what? It's interesting. I think if you'd have asked me that question a couple of rounds ago, I think I'd have given you a different answer because I think, you know, I think coming into this year, you had some really strong contenders. As we say, obviously, Yumi was picking up the pace. Mm-hmm. We had uh, Duan doing very well. Um, I think Vesti was always one to watch. And I think this year, I don't get me wrong, I think they're still ones to watch. Mm. Um, but, you know, Beerman, what a rookie season like, start. Unbelievable. Oh, I- incredible. Um, you know, really, really strong. Um, you know, that's just some great step up. So I think there's a lot of drivers to watch, but I think, yeah, my ones would still be de- <coughs> definitely doing to watch, a Yumu to watch. And I think Vesti's a good, a good mm. driver. Mm. He'll be consistent.
2: They were saying as well, he's, he's obviously the Mercedes programme. And I think Mercedes are quite like, they don't have too many in their like programs. So I, you know, like Mick went for it, Russell went for it. Mm. Well, Mick's in it now. So you'd assume that they're going to be pretty strong and they obviously back him quite a lot. The Vesti is a good driver.
1: 100%. And it's a great series to watch. Ultimately, the cars are the, the same. So same components, same aerodynamics. We can only really adjust engine mapping a bit of suspension setup a little bit of aero but we've all got the same parts so mm. it means that really it's just down to the drivers and a bit of setup difference so right. it means you'll often see drivers have a real variability in their performance week to week based on how a team set their car up and right. and various bits so it's great and okay. obviously the sprint race format's great so we get that every single round we get the sprint race where yeah. we reverse the grid from qualifying mm. to enable someone who's perhaps finished midfield in the quali to be up the front and have a shot so it's great, and you get to see some drivers who perhaps qualified really strong to see if they can work their way through the pack uh, in the sprint race. I'd love to see that in F1. It's good. It's exciting. Yeah. yeah. So
0: being someone who has done a Monaco weekend, how like, different is it? Like, how different are these drivers going to have to prep themselves for like another race? Because it's, like, it's nuts out there, man. Like, yeah. Me and Jake have been doing it on the sim today. And oh, it's I can't like even make it round. it's nuts, like yeah. and you're
1: crashing into walls constantly. Joe, it's you know an interesting one. Me and Brad actually covered this on our pod drop, mic drop on the uh, on the podcast. What's the
0: name of your podcast?
1: So the Elite Formula PT Podcast, Gosh. which we so we did a little uh, pod last week on the preparation for Monaco. And actually, Monaco is an interesting one for us to prep for physically. Actually, it's not too bad a track to drive. So from a physical point of view, we've had a nice break before. It's actually not too bad. We don't have to worry about jet lag. The of biggest course. thing with Monaco, actually, I would say, is the mental preparation for Monaco. Mm. It's super distracting acting you can't make a mistake uh it's fairly hot mm. um the format's slightly different so yeah I think actually it's one where we have to we try and do a lot more mental work with the drivers pre-race rather than necessarily so much physical well we still do our usual physical prep but it's not one we have to really think about in terms of it's not super high g-forces there's not crazy high braking zones. so yeah that's probably the biggest difference I see Maxwell ice packed out before he's yeah walking down the grid and that it was hot today I think Warm, very warm. But yeah. classic Monaco, I mean, it went from yeah. sunshine to, to pouring down with rain in, in, in five minutes.
2: Yeah, we're def- let's, let's get into the F1 race. Let's, let's
1: dive <laughs> into it.
2: Straight into it. <laughs> uh, Fernando Alonso, we thought, had pole position yesterday.
0: Yeah, the team was celebrating. Um, <laughs> Calvin Red Bull said that's what happens when you celebrate too early.
2: Yeah, well, I thought I thought Fernando Alonso had his pole. And then out of nowhere, Max Verstappen is, you know, two hundreds down. Is that two temps? Is the correct term two temps, or is it two no? M- it's two hundred. Two hundred. Yeah, he's two hundred down after the second sector, and then somehow manages to pull that back over the third. We've all seen the onboard. I mean, that is pretty remarkable stuff. It's not very really. surprising. Oh, it's it?
1: amazing, and I think it's one of the races. Actually, it was interesting. I was again chatting to someone earlier about this, and it's the idea that actually that red bull car though it's been really quick other races it's a harder track to get those benefits from the car yeah, yeah, yeah. so actually i mean hats off to matt i mean incredible bit of driving you watch that like third sector oh my goodness it's the, what you were saying though he, no he margin. accepted
2: that yeah. if he if he was gonna crash he was gonna crash like yeah. you have to do that there to yeah. get that out of it
1: and you're right commitment that would have either been you're right if, if he nailed that lap and it got on pole if he had gone a smidge more there it would have been you know that would have been lap over you know quality done and 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 you know the team having a, a good job putting the car back together Do
0: you know what is, is it blown my mind and that's something i didn't realize about monaco until watching it today is or maybe even quality was the uh, the bump the bump in the yes. road Is it at casino or just after the casino? Just after the casino, yeah. It doesn't translate on the sim. Like when you're driving it on the sim, you can just go straight over it's fine. But when you see it in real life, how much of a bump there actually is. If they went over
1: that full speed it'd
2: fucking take off.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's crazy.
2: Why is it still there?
1: Uh, street circuit maybe the difficulties around but i mean it's Monica, just the I guess nature can, of the track they could change it? it i'm sure yeah i don't know don't know to be honest it's mad watching them all go around it that's why they swerve so much yeah well
2: when i first started watching it i thought they were just swerving i was like what's going on then I remember no,
0: last year checo nearly hit a bird didn't he in the, that sector d- that was it yeah. yeah
2: checo's weekend was um Disastrous. interesting after X Q q1 say. crash which was a shame to see he's meant to be the king of the streets uh, and then in the race, he became a trial dummy for everything Red Bull wanted to do. Yeah. He tried the wets, he tried the inters, he tried everything.
1: Two new front wings, was that? W- <laughs> well what was it, really? I think it was, well, he, he crashed twice, so I think he definitely went through one wing. I don't know if he had a second wing, but I saw he smashed it up again. How many
2: wings would, it, would they normally have at Team?
1: Good question. I think we have, it's different in F2, because we only have one spare. Uh, we have one spare in the truck, so if we went to the race and we went through more than one wing, we wouldn't have it on the paddock ready to go. In F one, they definitely have one spare, obviously, which they use. Whether they'll have a third one ready to go or not, I don't know, because obviously they won't be able to put Maxes on, so isn't, that won't be it, usable.
0: They're in there stacked
1: up in a trolley, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. Isn't there normally three? Or is it only two? So you'd have a, you'd have a spare for Max, a spare for Perez. They will definitely have a spare. Whether it's ready to go and stick it up to go, I don't know. Um, yeah. Again cost caps and parts caps and things like that. I don't Mm. know how many you've got ready to rumble. So I don't know on that. I wonder if they can bring
0: more for Monaco because they know it's more of a dangerous race, you know?
2: know. So many people were like brushing the wall or they look like they just hit it and then getting away with it. You know, like so close to it, but I guess it's just the outside of the tyre or even like when you go past something quick, it moves. Yeah. Maybe they weren't actually touching
0: it. Like Brundle said, it's like threading a needle at 180 miles an hour, whatever they're doing around that track. It's bonkers. It's bonkers. I went karting uh, a couple of weeks back my mate stag in france uh, had a mad collision and my my bum is is still to this day in serious pain but um you think you feel like you're going so fast in these carts, you feel like you're flying you feel like lewis hamilton you feel like i have just set the lap record here and then you watch someone else go do it afterwards and they're trundling along at like 10 miles an hour and so if you're racing the car at 180
1: around Monaco, it must yeah. feel bonkers I go back to like consequences again right so you know you go to a track where it, it's a fast track I'm trying to give you a good example here let's take like Red Bull Ring or Silverstone right and you get it wrong and yeah don't get me wrong there's obviously a potential harm here but you've got huge runoff zones yeah, you've got barriers yeah. whereas actually you know the consequence of Monaco you get it wrong is you've got a metal wall yeah. it, it, the consequences <laughs> are huge so yeah. yeah getting yourself fired up enough to be able to do a lap like Max did at the end or most of these guys to be fair when you watch them like you know do a quali lap is insane Mm. Apparently, they still have divers in the water
0: from like years ago. They would have divers in the water in case. I think a car went in the water at one point. Two cars,
2: I believe, have been in the water really? in history.
0: Yeah, so oh, there he <laughs> is. Could not tell you the years but I like to be
2: Statman. Jake Fatman. I, I had another thought today whilst watching the race. Yeah. Well, a few cars change their liveries, as we said, like we were speaking about before, but yeah. I, I'm not sure on the rules of how much you're allowed to change your livery, but I'll get both your opinions on this. Why doesn't every driver just have their own livery?
1: It's a good question. I guess because, sponsorship, right?
2: Yeah, but you could still have all the same sponsors. You'd just have different colours and it would, or different something this and then you'd actually be able to tell who <gasps> that, was who. Oh, then that'd be confusing. No, it would be so much easier. It'd actually be able to tell who was who
0: you can kind of tell who's who. Okay,
2: how about this? Say it's McLaren. The back of the McLaren, like the back part of the car, has to be exactly the same. So it's like orange-orange. But then the front bit could be a bit different.
0: They could just write the name on the car a bit bigger.
2: Wait, I'm saying it because if you can change a livery for a race, mm. I wonder whether two drivers could have two different For liveries.
0: me, personally, I'd get confused because I'm watching like uh, the F2 and there's about 10 cars in there which are the Red Bull branded. Do you know
2: what I mean? Yeah, but that that's that's more like what I'm saying, isn't it? There's like loads of Red Bull branded mm-hmm. ones, but some of them have like the red bit, the yellow bit. Are they all Red Bull driver Academy drivers? Yeah, why?
1: exactly that. So we would go, in F2 it's slightly different because you'd have a team who have a livery. And then if a, generally, if you think about either a Red Bull driver or an Alpine driver, they switch the livery of the team to Red Bull or an Alpine. So okay. it, it looks exactly like that. So for a great example would be let's take dams for example right now with Yumu and um, Arthur. Arthur's got the traditional dams colours, which is like a, a navy and then a lighter blue, and then Yumu's in a full Red Bull branded car. Yeah, yeah. so
0: that's what's confusing the look yeah. at me. Yeah,
1: um, it's quite interesting. Actually, interesting. Another team that's quite interesting it's Saru's this year with uh, Roy Nissany. Have got the most with his sponsor. Have got the most incredible bronze gold wrap looks. Looks incredible. Mm. Does look really good. But you're right; it does get confusing. I just, wonder whether,
2: I just wonder whether they could. I mean, or, or I wonder what the rules are of changing the liveries. Like, how can you just suddenly come with a new car? Are you, are they, could they technically do that every
0: week? Is where where I'm at with it. Probably a lot of ag. I do guess. You yeah, maybe. And I guess different liveries they weigh different amounts. And then Well, let's uh, yeah, because I mean, everything's so precise down to a team We went to the Red Bull factory and we saw about the painting and stuff and,
2: Well, how many changes are going to be made to people's cars after seeing the bottom of that
1: Red Bull? Wow. Well, yeah. yeah that, that. Did you hear big, about that? Yeah, I saw that I saw the photos on the crane. So how bad is that for the team? 'cause uh, I mean, shoot. Do you know what i've not worked enough in the, our side of the fence i guess we don't really get to kind of no, get no. an in and outs of how detrimental that would be in terms of that kind of information getting across and i guess it's the concept of aero a lot of what i've heard is about the idea of like it's not necessarily just seeing how it works it's like understanding yeah. but i mean i'm sure the people that work working f1 can put two and two together and figure out mm. what they're doing i don't know so yeah i guess that's not great
2: Yeah, there would have been a cameraman or a camera person from each team standing under that crane with a HD camera all weekend. Because we only get a blurry video shot that they'll have HD zoomed (coughs) photos of every bolt,
0: every bit of carbon
2: fiber, how things are stuck together, how's this, how's that.
0: I'm glad you brought up cameramen because I wanted to give a massive shout out to just the cameramen who are on the ground at the Monaco Grand Prix. Because I was watching the quality and they showed a shot of a cameraman who was filming the track. And I think on a track like that and it's so tight and so fast, you know, their track side like you couldn't get any closer. And this guy is like selling out of a Top Gun movie. He's like filming his cargo past (laughs) and he turns so quick. And that's an art form mate honestly or did I he think... get the phone or do you not know oh, i don't know <laughs> so, <laughs> no, no, he was like your credit a, <laughs> no, he was filming he was filming he was part of the f1 tv crew yeah so when they go past like that that's a work of art yeah it is mate to, everything that goes into it is to a work of turn art. a camera like that that quick
1: is special <laughs> also i don't know if you boys clock going back to the the um graphics on the cars this weekend and yeah. cameramen ocon when he got out of his car um, for the podium and this this is niche that I spotted this and I was just actually just having a bit of a google just now to check now all the drivers helmets normally are quite lively looking designs Ocon got out of the car with a plain red helmet on just plain red plain yeah. red yeah. really threw me and I thought I wonder if he always drives with plain red so I've just done a bit of googling that's red. And, and his yes. helmets normally look pretty lively yeah, um, yeah and but I clocked him getting out of the car for the podium and to the point when I noticed thought blimey his helmet's just dead plain
2: I wonder if he was in that the whole race.
1: So I'd, I was, well, I was yeah. quite back for the
2: <laughs> Cut.
1: <laughs> Cut. <laughs>
0: no, apparently, yeah. Apparently, he che- that's why he pitted a second time, was to change his helmet, apparently. He,
2: he, Ocon needs credit because he put in a lap in qualifying where it looked like he might have been pole and then he ended up coming third with Leclerc's grid penalty. Ocon and then he's come it. third in the race. For Alpine, that is huge. Yeah.
0: I've always thought Ocon is a bit of a dark horse and stick him in a, in a good car, you know, he's kill it.
1: The silence.
2: <laughs> I don't know. I, do you know, know? I don't know anything about I, I do, I feel <laughs> like he
0: has that fire. Some drivers have that fire behind their eyes. Max is one of them. And Brundle was saying, you know, Max and Alonso, they're cut from the same cloth. Yeah. They're both those ballsy drivers. And I I would put Esteban up there as well. Would you? He's got a soft exterior. You want to give
1: him a cuddle. You
0: want to stroke a his bold face. shout out of that. Uh, what, that's quite a bold shout out of that. Yeah, Even I don't know. I,
1: I, I do think he gets put down and I do think there's a bit about him that, that must feel like he doesn't get the recognition that he deserves. And something has to be said for someone who's been on the grid that long. He's He's been like, faster
0: than, than Pierre most yeah. of
1: this year. I, I don't, I've just made that up, but I feel like it's true. I <laughs> think... <laughs> I feel like that's. Hang on, I feel Hang like on I've that's got true. the laptop here. Yeah, get the facts up. I I'll, I'll carry on. Talking. But you're right. I do think he's right. The other one, I thought this weekend, I thought who, um, I was well, was I impressed? The horse, the car didn't look great, but again, I was enjoying watching. Um, I was Foster enjoying. Faster Gasly. Was he right? Yeah. Well, for most of this year.
2: Well, no. After today's race. Well, obviously um, this race. After today's race in the driving standards, Ocon is ninth and Gazzy is tenth. And right. there is seven points between them. Right.
0: So, it's, yeah. So, he's, he's, he's majoritarily is that even a word? Don't know. Keep Quaker, going. Marginally quicker. And, you know, Pierre had mm. his time in a Red Bull. So, he's, good. he's a good driver. Yeah. Yeah, so, yeah and, absolutely. And, and, and Ocon's still young. There's still a chance for him somewhere else. He just doesn't seem popular. I don't know why that is. <clears throat>
2: well, Ocon. Yeah. It's a, uh, mm, they, th- it was interesting that they put two French drivers in that team, I think.
1: Who previously have some history. Yeah, I mm.
2: I, I could see how it could be really exciting and really good, but um, I think it would almost be better for the team to have two people from different places, in a way. Sometimes it can be a bit more bringing in a bit more. I don't know, you don't hear that much about... I was saying, whilst watching today's race, all I wanted... like Max was incredible, and you can't take anything away from him. He's ridiculously good. But all I wanted was someone different to win. So to see Ocon like third, yeah, it, 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 is, it is what we need to start seeing. There needs Some of these other drivers on this grid, like we need to see it. And also, I don't understand. You might be able to tell me how wrong I am. But like in Formula One, do you, should people be getting lapped?
1: Yeah, it, I think it's different in Monaco because of the size of the track. And I think the fact that it's through the curveball of the weather, but typically, I mean, typically speaking, if you look at the way tracks work and the amount of laps you've got in F1 now, and the marginal differences between teams at the top of the bomb, you will get cars that are getting lapped. Not necessarily that many. A track like Monaco it happens happen every much. year. Yeah, well, no. Sergeant, I mean, Sergeant struggled today. He was yeah. getting yeah. a lap left. And on I mean, you've only got to look at F2. You'll get lapping in F2 where we normally wouldn't get that, but because of the way that Monaco runs, you do get okay. you do get lapping. So Monaco mm. is a track for it.
2: I just find it crazy to see lappings.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I mean, the the
0: Williams just isn't that great. Well, it's interesting because
2: Albin's not that bad, in it? Like no. Albin hasn't he hasn't been doing well, amazing. What happened to bro. Albin
0: today?
1: Did he? Where, <laughs> where, was, where was he today? Well,
2: Albin's only got one point this season.
1: Bit of struggle for them guys. Same with them. Um, Alfa though, another team that I think I seem to be really struggling. Yuki today was again not yeah, happy on the <laughs> Yuki radio. Was Always was delivers value. Love yeah. Yuki. <laughs> <laughs> yeah
0: yuki's a man what was up Was there something wrong with his brake pedal or something like that that was it and, and then they one day if his engineer was trying to kill him <laughs> yeah and if i push harder i'm gonna fucking kill myself it's like oscar piastri and lando showed serious pace today though i didn't Both really points, i nine, didn't nine really see ten. them i wasn't really watching them to be honest
1: mate for, for a lot of the race consistent through the race though so you're right yeah. I, you didn't see a move from that that position really they they seemed pretty static they didn't seem to get a lot of air time but no. the, the, I saw their position on the track and thought, yeah, they seem to be consistent in midfield, so I'm sure they're pretty pleased. Where Did they, they pick finish? up points?
2: Yeah, ninth and 10th. Yeah. Oscar,
1: and Cam- yeah. O- Oscar had a great race. He started in, what, 11th, didn't he, Oscar?
2: Uh, hang on, I've got the qualifying so right I here. I think they both gained a position. Oscar Piastri started in 11th, yeah, and finished 10th. They gained a position. Yeah, nice. That's Can't go playing with that.
0: Probably from a DNF.
2: Oscar's right. second points in Formula One ever.
0: Let's go. I feel like it, Oscar <laughs> wasn't doing too much in the quality sessions and in the practice sessions. He was, I think he was... I think his first year for Oscar has kind of proven himself to the team that he's a solid driver. And if, and if that means, you know, not going that extra
1: 5% and crashing, then fair play to him. Yeah. And I think you have to be, I think when you're in a car like McLaren have got at the moment, I, I, I don't think there's any prizes for having a, you know, being a bit of a one-shot hero and, and delivering one result and then crashes. I mean, like Mercedes are a great one of, of looking at that in the sense of, you know, when the car's not quite right and everyone accepts the car's not right. But... but both george and uh lewis just consistently like high up in the points mm. um it's fun yeah it's just a way to do it yeah credit to credit to him he's driving well what was your thoughts around the whole lewis and ferrari stuff <laughs> i thought it was nonsense <laughs> i don't know what you thought. I it's yeah I, I, you know what? when i, I heard saying, it i thought it was brilliant right, but yeah. i'll
2: say it now because i f- fuck it yeah, right uh, as well i did do believe it i fully believe come it come on Be- and i'll tell you why because <laughs> i'll tell so- you for why I don't know whether this is another thing that should be public but the source is Martin Brundle and I feel like he's a very very trustworthy source Brundle's stirring the Like paint. Brundle knows everyone knows everything like if it's coming from Brundle in my opinion there's something there yeah, like, but
0: also if you're Brundle and you have that power
2: no but you've got to also remember that they'll be being told to hide this that, that this is Then this is yeah. no one will want
1: this to be public Poker info. face. maybe it's a fucking I Texas switch I can't imagine Lewis and Ferrari merging well I, I look at like a Vettel at ferrari in terms of you know Mm. being honest being open and i just don't think it's the ferrari way i think it's all smiles make it look like things are okay and yeah Yeah, uh, and if lewis wants a project i mean he's probably got a bit of a project at mercedes Mercedes, at the yeah 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 yeah. i mean yeah
2: lewis did say he's closer to a contract than ever we'll just have to wait and see but it's just because i found out the source was brundle that i was like well to me that gives it a bit more credibility than it just being anyone
0: that's the thing though because brundle has that credibility he 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 could have a laugh and troll the whole f1 community and and just say something for the fuck of it you know Mm. maybe maybe but yeah like you said the mercedes isn't doing too bad now and they've
2: changed their side pods Got, they have changed their
0: side... What have they done to their sidepods?
2: <laughs> what, do you want the, the technical review or just an outline? I want your technical analysis. So as you know, Mercedes had different sidepods, didn't they? They to, did. To the rest of the grid up until now. But what they did is um, Adrian Newey from Red Bull had a really good design. So Mercedes looked at it, called cool, out was close, and <laughs> nearly said Adrian Newey from Mercedes. <laughs> They've completely changed their sidepods, Mercedes have. Yep. So they're air resistant.
1: Would have now got a side pod. Yeah, was, yeah, I, yeah. Thank I say, you. That was phenomenal, by the way. Thank though. you.
2: But yeah, I'll be pratsing. That was really good. So, so, Mercedes might improve, but McLaren also will be bringing a whole new car, literally a whole new car, that changing everything in like, what, how many races? Is it like three <laughs> races time? Oh, I don't know. They were talking don't about ask after me. Race. McLaren's okay. upgrades are going to be coming in one big go. It's going to be a whole new car. Oh right, on the R&D, yeah. Because
1: yep. obviously, a lot of cars had made some changes during the break pre imola mm-hmm. so that's what we're going to see a lot of them. Obviously, yep. but with the race being cancelled, I guess we didn't get to see a lot of it. So mm. I guess this weekend won't really be a fair representation, even for Mercedes, of what those side pods would have done, just because you don't really yeah, get Monaco. much of the benefits in Monaco. I mean, I'm not really yeah. sure how much they can change the car. Like after seeing
0: Red Bull's floor now in Monaco, everyone's seen it. How much can the can the teams change their floor?
1: I don't, know. I don't know, how it works around. I guess it all depends around budget, time. I don't think, I think the biggest thing is time to put these things together and then implement it into a car, test it, make sure it works and then put it on your car. Yeah. So yeah, don't know. Well, whatever they're doing to that car, boys, it's, it's witchcraft because
0: you and me were saying this mid-race, how does he get, what was it, 50 odd, 60 odd laps out of a set of mediums?
2: Yeah, that is something I won't understand. How, yeah. I don't think I'll ever understand that. And it even started raining. Yeah. And he was going, Max Verstappen on, was going on tires that he'd go for like 51 laps around the track where some people were on intermediates. How can you get 50 laps out of mediums when you're the quickest guy out there
0: as Is well? Is he just Surely like the king of tire management Surely that what? means your tires Who are great Who knows, are you're twice. right. I
1: mean, I think there's definitely an advantage to being up front with that lead in the sense of you just, you can settle into a pace. And not be quite so aggressive on a tyre, but it's what, still. What? you
2: won't have to like be breaking. Yeah, behind you're someone. not
1: defending. You're not attacking. You can kind of set the pace. You can choose areas where you're going to go quick and decide where you're going to break hard, turn hard, or turn softer, etc. But I mean, you're right. It's still absolutely remarkable. Mm. I mean, if anything, you know, Max has been quite now for being, if anything, quite aggressive on his tyres. But I mean, yeah, he's had some phenomenal. Yeah, you know, spells of time management. Or, or you're right is it just the fact this car's set up in such a way that it's just Mate, who knows who knows that's mm. what they were saying at, at williams because logan was struggling so hard with
0: his tires and i think alex was too and yeah. they were saying i think james vows was on the on the mic and he was sort of saying how you know just changing like the brake bias or the suspension the setup for that weekend will have a, a drastic effect on the tire deck can't believe we're talking about tire deg right now
2: yeah like, yeah it would have a drastic effect thanks on the tire for, cle- deck.
0: for clearing that up <laughs> and he was like the drivers can manage it some sort of way through their driving as well but if, if they've set the car up wrong for the weekend then you, that's it
1: yeah I mean we had problems with NS I mean this is really boring technical chat now but an interesting about Monaco is that obviously it's quite a slow track so the problem with tires is we can't get enough heat into them so you end up with like a graining on the top of the surface because the, the tire they gets hot on the surface one, yeah. right Raining, yeah. but we don't get the hot the tire, the tire doesn't get hot to the core whereby the whole the whole tire and rim oh, is warm it's okay. so a magma we kind want. of shit. Yeah. yeah so there you wow. go that's my only that's my only uh yeah, technical input i'll put in there magma
0: wow <laughs> like a freaking volcano over there <laughs> in those tires <laughs> Well, there you go, guys. That was the Monaco Roundup. No, we, ha- we haven't got anywhere near the Monaco Roundup yet. All right, give me some more spiel then. Hey,
2: I've got so much to go through. Give
0: it. I just. I really need a wee. Can I take a quick break? You can go to the toilet if you want. All right, you boys can carry on. I
2: can't remember I was going to say that. <laughs> we'll put a cut in there. I've got the thing in front of me here, which is the race standings, right? Yeah, I've got and the And it same. says that Max Verstappen finished 78 laps. But it says Lando... Come ninth, but only did seventy seven laps. If you're lapped. Do you not have to complete them once the top Ooh. once they finish? Because it says Lando has finished seventy seven, and then if you go down even more, it says no. My Yuki's understanding finished is you keep, keep
1: going, you do the laps. I don't think you just get finished.
0: Mate, that was a big thing yeah. for me as well because normally, if you finish a lap, you're taking it fairly chill after the after you go through the check. But flat, my understanding right?
1: is then you'd have to just a bit like if you were in, you'd have to just make sure you were taking the non-racing line, allowed those because your argument would be like, let's say you're, I don't know, you're right. Let's say you're Hulkenberg up the arse of Perez. You've got your two laps behind. You've still got two laps of racing to go. Yeah, yeah, mm. yeah, yeah. yeah. And you I can't know. keep
0: hammering it around Monaco like just to let and letting other people through.
2: Well, no, it says here that they didn't complete him. It says he completed 76 laps plus two. Now, that
0: is something really, really interesting. Well, I,
2: well, aren't you glad I raced that? I've never, ever thought about that in my life. I'll tell you what was interesting. Watching the different ways drivers reacted with their teams when it started raining. Because obviously the drivers are out on track. They want to know like if it's going to... They see a bit of spit or whatever.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Red but Bull nailed it.
2: Red Bull absolutely nailed it. I think the best thing to do is what they did. Ask s- the to driver. Say Max and say, you tell us. Do you think you need them? Mm. Because the problem with Aston, it, it, they said that Alonso was questioning whether going out on a... Well, well, a,
0: I, not an inter was a enough initially i don't know if you're with, if you boys are with me or not but i when he when he went out on the mediums again after pitting and it started raining and a few people had gone to inners and alonso has gone to mediums i would have assumed that that's him saying yeah he's naff. the kind of guy that would make that call yeah like I, i'm gonna stay out but apparently it was the team
2: yeah he wanted
0: he wasn't sure interesting
2: but interesting it's move, a tough guys. one though because in a way it was kind of like a mess up because if he'd gone to enters he potentially could have been in the battle for winning but at the well, same
0: that's time. it that's it could
1: he have potentially that's contested it. the win
2: you're still going up against max for Schnapples. <laughs> it's not, it's not i mean anyone. it, 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 it
1: I was even interesting to watch some of the guys on wets though i mean they were all struggling i know i was just in the wets you know they couldn't get the temperature in the ties it was i don't think i've ever seen and i could be really wrong here but
2: don't worry, you're in the right place yeah. to be wrong. Yeah, but
1: like, <laughs> you as wrong as you can. I, I, don't think I've, I don't think I've ever seen so many people in the runoff area at corner one. I know Russell one. went down yeah. it. Stroll yeah, went yeah, down. Yeah. That was one point. I think it was. Uh, there was two cars in there. Yeah, there yeah. was two cars, in there and I backed up. and I'm thinking, what is going yeah, on? It was like a hassle. There a was car like three
2: thing. laps where it was just ice skating, wasn't it? Because you had Magnussen going around, or was it Hulkenberg? But it was still on hard's, and it was pissing with rain. And they used to just—you you can't even go straight. It's—it's it's like
1: me on the game, or it just reminds you. Uh, we'll <laughs> so Lance Stroll's bad. crash I, I, I couldn't help but giggle <laughs> what <laughs> for yeah I know like when he when he came around the hairpin and it's sort of all gone wrong and he's crashed crashed once and then he's still his car's still driving him forward he drives into a second wall and <laughs> I just thought it was comical yeah, it's just... when
0: you it's when you see them crash at that slow speed it just looks kind of funny it just looks funny because they're just like kind of slowly drifting into a wall
2: <laughs> well especially when they spin like when, when when it's raining but we were saying Senna would have been drifting around there that's all yeah. we. But also, when they go around that, what's the most famous corner in Monaco called? Well,
0: all well there's a lot of famous corners. What's yeah. the main corner? Where-
2: big- is it the big one? The one where they have to go really slow? The yeah, hair the pin. hairpin. Yeah. It's interesting watching all of their hands on that. At the casino. Is that it?
1: Yeah. Where they go around the yeah they literally do the U turn yeah it's interesting because everyone a lot of them switch their hands over and then and turn it in yeah Alonso it's interesting. doesn't Alonso doesn't wasn't doing it yeah but the, b- now this is interesting because your boy Sim and I've actually not had a go in your Sim but I have had a go on um, you've been practicing Red Bull Sim at, at Monaco okay. and and had a go at it if you get it wrong you the power of the hy- of the hydraulic steering if if you get it wrong and you don't flick your hands the steering wheel comes back and yeah, really quickly so you get though. it wrong and it's uh, oh so you've been practicing
0: yeah. Monaco a little bit well. I know it well.
1: All right. Yeah, because well, we had a bit of a deal going on,
0: actually. We're going to go to the pub because it's Sunday night.
2: But it's bank holiday Sunday. It's bank holiday
0: Sunday. We're going to go out for a couple of beers after this. And Matt decided we're going to all do a lap on the sim. And whoever comes last is going to buy the round. Okay. First, round. first thoughts, who do so you think? Jake's buying the first round. <laughs> yeah,
2: I'll probably be buying the first round. <laughs> I can't even complete a lap on it, mate. Can it's, you not? Nah, it's it's impossible.
1: I mean, I will put. I've, I've had some fairly skilled um, coaching when I was doing my lap of Who was Monaco. So I had a mixture. I had obviously a Yumu uh, give me a little bit of coaching, and Roy Nissany both giving me some coaching on how to drive Monaco Sick. gearing whatnot, and it's stuck in this head. So uh, I, I just do it. With it. Mac. It's
0: Very very interesting. Actually, <laughs> the gearing is a big thing that you don't really realise. But yeah,
1: absolutely. It's a tough track. It's so and and remembering the the breaking points. It's so quick, and again, your margin for error is so small. When you yeah. take it for us, like, oh, you know, obviously, we're not great, so you have a go, and it's you know, we, it very there's no, there's no forgiveness, yeah.
0: You need to get on our leaderboard, Matt, at some point. I know what track is that at? Uh, Red Bull Ring,
1: question. Red Bull Ring, yeah.
2: We are a bit worried though, because like we do think guests are gonna start like practicing
1: before they come around. I mean, to be fair, you say guests are going to be practising. I mean, most of the people on this thing here are full-time racing drivers. it's but... <laughs> <That's> so <laughs> true. They yeah. should
2: be able to do it anyway. Yeah. It shows how good it is, how close it is. I mean, this, this board basically means right now Oscar Piastri is the best driver in the world. I mean,
1: boy, it's fair play to this because I remember going around some of the sims and having a bit of a laugh with the Yumu trying to get, see if I could get within sort of 15 seconds of his lap time and being pretty buzzing with that. Mm. And that was with, don't get me wrong, that was with all his settings. Is this all with like traction control on and stuff? Yeah, is this yeah all okay, yeah, It's the friendly yeah, thing. Okay.
0: everything, yeah. Well, traction's on medium. Having said that, me and Jake had traction on full for our laps. Okay, fine. Okay, I mean, we'll let you off. You've got some
1: stiff competition
0: there. Oh yeah But I'm I'm looking forward To the F123 game Because they've kind of Remodelled all the uh, All the The steering And the the aerodynamics And stuff So it's more realistic Now apparently There we go So we can't really Change our leaderboard Game mid mid season Can we No we'll
2: keep Um, Doing it for now Yeah We've got a Thursday Pre Spain pod Coming up Because
1: we've got Barcelona next weekend Yeah
2: Matt Predictions on on Spain Oh yeah Because we won't see you So what's your prediction For Spain And we'll do ours On Thursday
1: Oh good question Uh, I think Red Bull Are going to be good there
0: Oh, they, they've changed the circuit.
1: <laughs> yeah, they've made some alterations. To the I saw circuit. that. Um, who do I think will do well there? I, I'd really love Aston Martin to do well there. I'd like to see do, it. Yeah, well. I think Alonso is one to watch. Um, I, um, I, I think Mercedes could. Be, it'd be interesting to see if their changes have paid off. Again, if they, if they, I think the cars performing better. I think they're again one to watch. Um, I th- yeah, that'd be my prediction. I think I'm going to see Alonso on the podium. We're going to see a Red Bull on the podium, and I think we'll see a Mercedes on the podium. So, I think we might see a nice mixed grid, you know. A little mixed
2: bag, a little mixed grill. What about of, do, you, do you think Ocon a third today is like a fluke?
1: I don't think it's a fluke, I think it's well deserved. Yeah, yeah, again, um, I get it. Doesn't mean, sound I like mean, you, it doesn't sound like you agreed with me I when I was saying fluke. that Ocon, Ocon's I just think a good Monaco, I, I think Monaco allows so credit to Ocon because I think Monaco allows as a driver to show some of your driver skills. I think tracks. Other less circuit-based tracks, sorry, circuit-based tracks, city-based tracks, um, so like Barcelona and these sort of tracks, I think they'll expose some of the weaknesses in your car. And therefore, Overally, I think, yeah, exactly be that. So I think 100%. Ockham could be as good as he wants in Barcelona. I think he's going to, you know, I, I think if they can be top 10, awesome, top seven, even better. But I think getting top three, I don't think it will happen for him.
2: I was really surprised you'd managed to pull that off and qualify. And to stay on the podium is in the Alpine and do that is mad impressive. <laughs> So Ocon is my driver of the weekend.
1: All right, he's also the driver of the day. Was he? Yeah, Yeah. I saw he won that. Yeah, Yeah, he's got to be. I think. And they had a poor pit stop. Yeah,
2: I didn't even see that. I think it was a four and a half second pit pit stop. Had a poor pit stop in F two when the the jacks fell off. Oh god! That. Is absolutely chaos.
1: I mean, I mean, it's such a hard one because the way the pits are set up for us is tight. There's less equipment and whatnot. But don't get, and and the, and the boys practice so much, and the mechanics are phenomenal. Don't get me wrong. Do you but, get
2: to go through? Can you just go through the F1 garage, or is it like locked off? Because you put all your in F2, all the stuff goes out the front, doesn't it?
1: Yeah. So F2. So our actual our, our paddock. Obviously, same with F1. Obviously, they can't put the paddock in the pit lane because there's not enough room. So we've all got our own little areas outside. So we're actually in what is a car park, believe it or not. That's where they're stored. And then when it comes to the race, we drive the cars down to the pit lane and we take all our stuff outside of the garages, but it's so tight, so Mm. it's hard. But F2 do, I don't know why, but we do have a habit of when it goes wrong, it does go spectacularly <laughs> wrong with the pit stops That's like great yeah I mean last year I think we had a couple of wheels come off like down the pit lane yeah first corners coming uh, out we've had remember. a real like dropping a car on the floor like there's been a couple of ones where you're just like, like you feel for the guys because your heart must sink when it happens yeah
2: did you see him did you uh, in practice I I said to this to you that through some tracks this year when they recover cars there has to be a crane or a tractor or something in practice one, they had a geezer that was so big that literally he was part of the, the uh, steward crew. He ran, went over to the car, picked it up by the halo. They slid <laughs> a trolley under it, and they just wheeled the car off. They oh, didn't want an have absolute to wait. tank. They didn't have to wait for a tractor. They didn't have to wait for a crane. <laughs> he just picked the car up, and they put the trolley under it like they do in the pits, and they just wheeled it off. What Jesus. a geezer. And then, yeah, they could, they'll be able to do that more, but usually
0: has runoff areas,
2: so you don't really need to, but...
0: yeah. Big well, guy. Big strong man. Big strong man. That's the Monaco <laughs> Grand Prix for you, Pit Stop Podcast listeners. Guys, I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you all enjoyed having
1: Matt Murray Downing on the episode. Thanks for having me, boys. Yeah, it was nice. Yeah. Good to have a little round up. Someone actually to listen to my ramblings. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, nice
2: to have a chat about the cameras on something. I've been telling so.
1: people it's actually the first time we're probably
0: gonna have someone who can actually talk some a little bit of sense. Yeah, our <laughs> listeners have
2: probably got a lot of information out of this one.
1: Yeah. That's good. <laughs> cheers for joining us matt no thanks for having us boys it was it was very good nice little recap and for once actually a really exciting monaco grand prix to recap on yeah yeah, yeah, yeah it was an sure, exciting, which monaco was
0: nice
1: i am looking forward to barcelona i think it will be good yeah i think I, barcelona's a good track lots of overtaking it's an iconic circuit so i think it's gonna be exciting
0: and then canada which i don't really know too much about
2: we'll, we'll have a canada quiz then because i also don't know
0: too much i know about that i'm canada. super fast around it on the sim <laughs>
2: Well, let's see how fast you are around Monaco because we've got to see who's getting the bar tab. All right, then. Well, let's get it, guys. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening to the Pit Stop podcast. Please rate it five stars. Hit the follow button, the like button, and we'll see you guys on Thursday. Matt, thank you for coming. Cheers, Thanks,
0: mate. Thanks us
2: go, us, See you later. Bye-bye. Woo! Yeah. Fernando Alonso to win Barcelona. You heard it here first.